0: We made it to the show, Fantasy Baseball Diamonds. I'm your host, Starks, and you can reach me and ask me any questions there on Twitter, at Starks underscore industry. You can reach me on Instagram, Fantasy Unicorns underscore Starks. Reach me on Reddit, Starks 21. Make sure you guys subscribe to the podcast, write a review, and give a five-star rating. All right, let's take the mound, ladies and gentlemen. So, We're going to talk about a lot of games that happen here Monday through Wednesday. But before I get to that, just jump on a couple of recent news. I know we're actually a little behind here, but I know that you guys at this point in time got the idea of what's going on here with John Lester being injured. uh, Got hurt Monday. He'll be out for a little while. We don't have an exact timetable, but he should be back soon. Uh, Mike Trout. Yeah, uh, This is an unfortunate situation that happened for those GMs uh, that paid a number one draft pick, but I think this is more of a minor injury, so Mike Trout is considered day-to-day. So that's the first inning, and I'm going to try to get as much information uh, plugged out for you guys as soon as possible, and it's just going to be me here, uh, but that's okay. We're going to make sure that we give you uh, all the content that's needed. Unfortunately, Lewis is a He's a part-timer and he just feels like he can just come in whenever he wants. And uh, we're going to work on that. But, you know, uh, maybe on the next episode, you're going to hear me and him go back and forth with the banner. <clears throat> so second ending Monday through Wednesday, starting pitchers, I want to at least touch up on. Now, Blake Snell on Monday had a very good game. Uh, six innings pitched, gave up a, a one earned run, no walks, 11 Ks and got a winning quality start. Uh. You know, fire him up, you know, moving forward for those GMs. I mean, I, I'll say this. I I know it was too early in the season. And it still is too early this season to put indicators on any type of players. Uh, he was a player that I was a little bit concerned about because of the uh, premium pick that you had to pay for this year and a lot of redraft and even dynasty leagues. But I think it's safe to say he should be fine for you. And I know those GMs that are patient with him uh, is reaping the rewards now. And before we get started, I'm going to touch up on some today, right now, hot news before we get this going, is uh, Corey Seager departed Thursday's game against the Cardinals with the left hamstring contusion. Uh, he suffered the hamstring contusion uh, by a pitch off his leg in the top of the fourth inning. It doesn't seem you know, very serious, so that's the good news. So he's listed day to day, so you guys can hold your breath for the time being. And Mike Fulte, uh, he's actually slated to take a, one more rehab start before time progresses on uh, that he takes uh takes a spot back in the rotation now max muncy was removed also on thursday's game with an apparent injury he looked to been looked to be actually flexing his hand after booting a ball at second base in the bottom of the 5th inning um, but hopefully it's nothing bad we'll have an update soon on that and we all know that uh Ozzie albies <clears throat> excuse me just signed a 7-year contract 30 35 million Think the Braves are saving some money. They get they you know on a value and that's beautiful. And Clayton Kershaw's about to get that start Monday, baby. For those GMs that has him, so that's exciting to see. And I think there was something else that I wanted to touch up on, because I was recording while games are going on. Man, <clears throat> excuse me. Oh man, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm sorry, Brad Boxberger. uh, he blew a save. Gave up two runs. That's unfortunate, and there might have been something else. Yeah, Walker Buehler, for those GMs that paid a high premium, I, I like Walk, Walker Walker Buehler the next guy as the next guy, but um, he he did surrender five five runs and got rocked. He goes against Cardinals Thursday, so he should be fine. So that's just a couple guys I wanted. Oh yeah, well actually, I need to touch up on more. Dylan Bundy, he got rocked today. Tonight, wherever you may be in the fantasy world, gave up four home runs in the loss against the A's. So man, Dylan Bundy used to be that player that we wanted to be good. And I don't know. It just sometimes life comes at you fast, and and it just unfortunately came fast for him. And I like the all oh, the ace of the diamond. Obviously, there's more games going on for Thursday slate, but this guy I want to just talk about real quick before we get started. Um, deeper into you know rest of the games coming up. And as if you got the Bieber fever, that's right, Shane Bieber, this guy, I was all over in a lot of leagues, got him out of value against Detroit. Now, this is against Detroit, so I guess it could still cause a pause, but I'm not because this was still a good game. Seven innings pitch, only gave up three hits, a walk with six Ks with a pitch count of 105 And if you're a GM that does wins, he got you the win. Or if you do quality starts, he got you the quality start. So that is my ace of the diamond for Thursday. But of course, you know, there's more games going on that anything can change from here on out. So let's go ahead and get the show started. Next person I want to talk about is Mike Mikolas. And I'll say this. I know there's these are the type of players that I like to try to pick up from the free agency if possible. And the reason why I want to talk about him for a little bit here is Mike Mikolas last year was a player that was uh, f- mostly in a lot of free agencies or the waiver wires. And you have to be very uh, aggressive in a free agency, in my opinion, It's when it comes to a lot of players that formulate in a free agency. I know that there's a lot of people, experts like myself will ha- say something like, well, you know, you need to be. You shouldn't just be carelessly carelessly dropping players to pick up another player. <clears throat> I agree with that. But what I don't agree with is not moving fast enough to pick up certain flyers on these type of players. And Mike Michalas last year was a player that you had to get quickly. Well, I wouldn't even say quickly. You could play the danger game so long, uh, picking up certain players to see how good they will be formulating Uh, throughout the time span, and he's definitely a player. Uh, that he okay. So real quick, he did have a decent game. He had you know six innings pitched, three earned runs, um, giving up one walk, three Ks. You know he got the win and quality start. Now I know that's boring stats. You know he didn't get you a lot of Ks, but why this is significant is because again he was a player you picked up from the free agency. He got a lot of innings pitched. He's not going to be a strikeout pitcher. But he's going to get you those quality starts and he may sneak you some wins. And as long as the ERA and if you can get the whip at a, uh, the ratios at a decent, you know, rate, then you got to you got to take that. You know, I'm, I'm, I'll say this. I'm one of the GMs that likes strikeouts and I like to have the ratios, too. But sometimes you can't have it all. And if you could get some really solid ratios from from pitchers that can give you a lot of solid innings, and I'm talking about if you can get closer to 175 to 200 innings pitch, man, that's really special. And that's honestly, that's another underrated uh, underrated thing about pitchers. And I can go on a tangent as, as long as possible, but I, there is another player that I want to talk about when it comes to innings pitched, you know, down the road throughout this section and the second inning, you know, going through the Monday through Wednesday starting pitchers that had good games. So again, I know these are boring stats that he gave, especially giving up three on runs, but. Sometimes it doesn't have to be the sexiest um, stats from players as long as they're getting the, the the categories that they're supposed to give you, especially for those GMs that are doing quality start leagues that I like to recommend for those GMs or that does win leagues. You know, I honestly like to do quality starts. Sometimes, you know, you, you do uh, the the wins category. It doesn't serve justice all the time. But if you do those, that's fine, too. Um, but I do recommend quality starts. But anyways, you know, moving forward, I want to jump into another player that actually had a really uh, impressive game, and it was Trevor Cahill. On Monday, he had six innings pitched. He gave up two runs, only did gave you one walk, and he had eight strikeouts on Monday. And this is nothing to really just ignore because it was against a pretty good offensive team with Milwaukee Brewers. And obviously, one thing about Trevor Cahill, he's a player that is always going to be injury—you know—injury concerns with him. But for me, if as long as he's healthy, I mean, he's definitely worth a player to have on your team, depending on your situation and depending on how deep your league is. But I mean, I like I like Trevor Cahill. I'm not excited to pick him up, but again, this is nothing to ignore to to do this against the Milwaukee uh, Brewers. Okay. So, obviously, another pitcher we want to talk about real quick is uh, we like to call him Clubber Lane. Corey Kluber had six innings pitch, only gave up a run, only one walk, got eight strikeouts on Tuesday. For those GMs that had a win, uh, that, that gave him win in a quality start, one of the other if you're able to do that. All right. So, Corey Kluber, you know, it's safe to say he's going to be a fine player. Now, this is an interesting player that we're going to talk about for a while until he gets rocked. And as a player, I like to call him the shoemaster, Matt Shoemaker, uh, for the, uh, I was about to say the Toronto Raptors, oof, uh, the Blue Jays. So he didn't get you the quality start, uh, but he gave you five in, you know, two, was two-thirds innings. So basically, he got two outs, but he couldn't finish the sixth inning. So anyways, moving forward, he still got a win for those that do wins. He didn't get you the quality start. But he gave up two runs, two walks, only four Ks. So you're like, what's the significance about this? Then Starks, it doesn't seem like a premium, like a good game for a pitcher. Well, I'll say this it was against Boston. And then you're going to be like, well, Boston, to be fair, Starks, you know, they're not really a good team so far this year. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, we still got to look at and respect them. I mean, these are the MLB champions. Not only that, they're still a good offensive team. At least we want to believe it. Right now, they're not. So, I mean, I get it. And he hasn't been pitching fairly too good against teams here recently. I get it. But, you know, he's a player that you got to hold on to. Even if if he has another, like, game and he has a bad start, I think he's warrant enough to have. You got to give him enough leash to say, (coughs) excuse me, two bad starts and then that's probably when you're gonna cut him if that if it comes to down to that. But he's a player you want to definitely hold. Excuse me. So the next player uh we want to talk about here is Eric Santana, or excuse me, Irvin Santana. I know a lot of GM is aware uh used to like him. And I I'll be honest with you, he he made his debut and he got rocked Tuesday. I'm not gonna put you guys asleep with him. The reason why it's just a notable mention is because he hasn't been he hasn't been healthy for quite some time. But anyways, he came back Tuesday. Got rocked, you know. Uh, Strasburg got rocked on Tuesday. I do have him um, in a in a process of trading him. So, but Strasburg is still good. I mean, I, don't you're gonna be like, well, should I panic on Strasburg? No, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm not saying the reason why I'm trading him in one of my leagues is because I'm panic on on him. It's because I'm trying to get. Uh, there's someone that's. Uh, what am I trying to say? They believe in Strasburg so much that they're willing to give up a, a a strong bat that I'm willing to take. And Strasburg getting rocked, he'll be fine. I mean, he was going against a solid team. Uh, was it Philly? It was going against Phillies, and the Phillies was just, you know, they, they that offense is nasty. So he'll be fine moving forward. There's nothing to be concerned. Obviously, the one thing that is always going to be concerned is if he can stay healthy. It's a big if. Now, another player we'll talk about is Chris Sale. Man, he got rocked again. I know there's been a lot of issues with man, he's it looks like his mechanics looks a little different. Uh he's throwing slower. Now, th- in this game to be fair, he was hitting the, the mid 90s. He was looking decent and then, you know, his his arm strength started dwindling down quickly and it's another cause of concern. So you're like, "Well, what can I do with him? Should I try I'm going to be like this, you know. I do have him in one of my leagues. I would say you just got to be patient with him. It's ugly. You might have to bench him for a little while. I, I you know, it's hard to do that. And you're probably gonna ask me, well, would you bench him? Um, on my behalf, I, I probably wouldn't, but that doesn't necessarily mean you shouldn't or uh you, you should. So you can you could either bench him or or you can start him. I'll be starting him and I'll just take the pain. Um but if you're comfortable to, you know, to bench him, because he's gonna probably mess up your ratios for a while, and hopefully this doesn't sustained throughout the year but i know one of the things he mentioned you know and i'm paraphrasing he said something like he's never been in a position like this and you know that is con- that is concerning i mean i'm not going to sit here and dance and say he's going everything is going to be right all right and everything is going to be green pastures on the other side and rainbows and skittles and pop tarts and sunny delights and i don't know where i'm going with this but you guys get the story um hopefully Things will get better for him, but, you know, for the time being, you just got to deal with the, the the situation and, oh man, unfortunately swallow the pill. Now, if you're going to sell, sell, get it, terrible joke, Um, tell me, you know, who you're going to sell him for, you know, would you sell him for, now I know there's been a mention of Cody Bellinger because he's hot, would you try Chris sell for Cody Bellinger? I mean, of course, I mean, I would. But then again, it's like, Cody Bellinger, is this a sustainable pace that he's on? You know, he's barely striking out. I'm going to say no, but I've always liked Cody Bellinger. And I knew this was going to be a bounce back year. I didn't expect him to explode like this. But, you know, keep that in mind. Um, So we'll jump in. I'm sorry, I go on rants and go back and forth in the diamond. You guys will get used to it. So the next player that I want to talk about here is Luis Castillo. And I hacked his name on, hacked up his name. But you guys know, Hooked on Phonics works for me. But he had a very good game. This is a pitcher that we expected to do good uh, last year. He didn't really follow through this year. He's looking like it. there's a chance. Seven innings pitched, gave up only two hits, no earned runs, only one walk, and eight strikeouts. If you guys do wins, he got you a win. If you guys do quality starts, he got you to quality start. So he was the ace of the diamond Tuesday. That dude looks good. Um, you know, you you got to just enjoy the ride with him, the good ride. <laughs> So this player that I definitely want to mention, not only because I'm a Braves fan, it, so I'm not going to go homerize with this situation, but it's Max Freed. And I know um, Lewis like to call him fried. He doesn't believe in fried chicken, Max Fried Chicken. But I'll say this about Max fried. Uh The Braves are in a... What is it? What is this saying? Um, I forgot what the saying is. It's something like you... I I don't know. Basically, you know, they have potential pitchers in the rotation. Uh, a difficult. I, I'm not going to even continue to try to think of what the the saying is. But anyways, Max Freed. Uh, he had six innings pitched, five hits, zero earned runs, a walk, only four Ks, a win if you do wins, and a quality start if you do Q you know QS leagues. And then you're like, uh, stars. What's the significance in this? I'm gonna tell you. It's because it was in Colorado now I know there might have been an injury or two in Colorado but I don't care this is a hitters park and there were still good hitters in Colorado to not give up any earned runs and then I know there's experts saying also like well you know Max Free was a a, a prospect that was supposed to get high K rates this year and I that's fine and that's true at some point but Honestly, I don't I don't care. I mean, I love I love strikeouts as the next person. But if you're giving me innings pitched, you're giving me the quality starts. And I know it's still in the beginning of the season. I'm going to take that. And this still ties along with Mike Mikulis for those GMs. If he's somehow available in your leagues, pause the podcast, go pick him up. And the thing is, it's like, well, Starks, is he is he going to, you know, be in the, the Braves rotation the rest of the season? I don't see why he couldn't, you know, as long as he pitches strong, you know, continue to be on this pace. And I know this pace is not sustainable. Let's be fair. But I mean, this guy's. I I believe he's good. I know there's a lot of different arms the Braves want to get in there in a rotation, especially with Fulte, you know, hopefully coming back soon. But someone's going to have to take a backseat. It's unfortunate, but I I honestly like Max Freed. You give me innings pitched. And you're not giving you, you giving me solid ratios. I'm gonna be excited all day long. And that's what Mike Mikolus did for you guys last year. Can Max Fried be the same? I believe it like this. I think Max Freed will get more strikeouts. He has to, I believe so. But he's getting a a strong ground ball rate too. So this is nothing to just ignore. And his his um overall as far as pickup rates. Let me let me check the Yahoo rankings because I I believe his ownership is a lot lower than what it what it is and it and it shouldn't be this low. It really shouldn't. He's only forty nine percent owned in Yahoo leagues. This guy should be at this point in time close to universal owned. Almost. I'm not saying he should be universal owned, but he should be close. But it was only forty nine percent owned. That means in Yahoo leagues, he's fifty one percent available. And I I like him. I like Max Fried. In Colorado, keep that in mind. This was in Colorado again. So let's remember that, all right? So I'll jump into the next player here on slate here of pitchers, and it's Derek Holland. He had seven innings pitched, five hits. Uh, He gave up one earned run, two walks, nine Ks, and he got the win. And a quality start. If you do either one, that's, you know, to keep that in mind, this was on Tuesday, so he gave he gave like an ace like performance against San Diego, so I'm this is nothing to get excited about. And you're like, well, is he a, a an also a player to put a flyer on? I mean, I'm not excited to run, and pr- I'll, I'll say this, I'm not going to tell you the same thing that I told you to do with Freed, but this is something to to more likely put him on your watch your watch list and see what happens. But if you feel got that you got that itch in your back and you want to reach out to him, go ahead. So I want to talk about this guy uh, that we a lot of us like, and I can speak for myself. Uh, it's Matt Boyd. <clears throat> Excuse me. Six innings pitched. He only gave up four hits, uh, one earned run, two walks, and six Ks. Now the thing about Matt Boyd is this: this strikeout rate is is beautiful. He may not get a lot of wins, okay? Because it's Detroit. It's Detroit Tigers. I get it. But if you're in a quality, if you do quality starts, man, enjoy this. And, and hopefully this could be an, another free agency gem. And this is me going on a different a soapbox rant real quick about because um, we consider ourselves experts, too, that, you know, it's like, nah, you, you want to hold on players. You don't want to be too aggressive on moves. Now, if you guys are familiar with me, even. You know, in basketball, because I, you know, I, I'm with the Fantasy Unicorns podcast. With baseball, I'm the same way. I'm an I'm an aggressive GM. I don't like to wait around for certain players to bloom, because once you make a move, uh, it could be a game changer. Obviously, you don't want to to make the the premature move and drop a solid potential player and kick yourself in the back and be upset with yourself, right? You don't want to do that either, but I'll at least say this about uh, Max Freed, man, or excuse me, not Max Freed, but Matt Boyd, this player is not a player that should be in the free agency at all. If he is, then you need to also pause the podcast, but I'm going to say, I believe it like this. I don't believe he's available, but if he is, pick him up now. He's got high strikeout rates. His swinging uh, strikes is, is high. Now, he only had and this is for me to say he's only had six strikeouts in six innings. And that's only because we're being unfair to this dude. We're expecting strikeouts, right? Already. He had 13 strikeouts the previous game and then the prior game before that game he had 10 strikeouts. So, um this is a player I'm excited about. If you, you know, like strikeouts, this is the guy. And I will jump jump onto another player that uh I was early on <clears throat> and I spoke about him years ago and I like to call him Glass Joe uh Tyler Glass now Glass Joe is a uh, I think it was maybe was it last year uh if you guys are familiar with Punch Out that's that's the terminology I come up with Glass Joe and I I had the name and I, I picked him up and I, I was a little too early on him you know for the last couple of years <clears throat> unfortunately I don't have too many I don't have any shares of him this year I wanted the upside and just because let me to be fair also it's you don't always want to measure a player's performance in the in the the Cactus League or the preseason league, Grapefruit League, you know, whatever they call it nowadays. I'm sorry, but you guys get the gist of it. Cuz his his ER was was just straight garbage in the Cactus League, but that doesn't necessarily mean that's always going to translate in the season, the regular season. Just like when hitters explode, like I remember Ian Happ last year, he was hot in the Cactus League. Look where he's at now. You know, in Chicago clubs, is he even starting? You know, you know what I mean. So you gotta, you gotta take all this in consideration. But anyways, Tyler Glass now, Glass Joe, I like to call him. Six innings pitched, only gave up two hits, no earned runs, one walk in eleven Ks. This was Wednesday. Oh man, he gave you the win. If you do quality starts, he gave you the quality start. He's the ace of the diamond. He was the ace of the diamond Wednesday. Give him that award. And for those GMs that had him and took a flyer on him in in many leagues, and I'm recording while games are going on, it looks like Acuna got a triple for the Braves and got an RBI, so the Braves are up 1-0. But anyways, Tyler Glass, now if you took a flyer again on him, you should be excited. Um, Enjoy it. Enjoy this guy. Now, keep in mind, he's going to have a lot of bumps and bruises along the way. I believe so, because he he does like to throw his fastball a lot, Um, so he could be tagged from time to time, but... Enjoy it. So I've just named some notable pitchers on Wednesday, and I'm gonna again. This is gonna be hooked on phonics works for me because I, I can't pronounce his name good, uh, right here. So it's Nick Marjavis I want to I want some Derek Rodriguez, Trevor Richards, Frankie Montes, uh, Jeremy Hellickson, Thor, and Colin McHugh, uh, Jack. I didn't. I guess I shouldn't have said and. There's more. Jack Flaherty, Jordan Lyles, Lance Lynn, and Robbie Ray. All these pitchers did good here Wednesday. These are notable, notable mentions. I want to talk about Robbie Ray real quick because I actually grabbed him in all of my leagues. So weirdly to say, is because I believe I was able to get him at a value. Uh, Robbie Ray, of course, you're gonna to have to deal with his ratios at times. And he might get he might get he's gonna get rocked at times. But one thing that I do want to mention in his last game against Texas. He he had 10 strikeouts (laughs) and this is this guy has he always has a potential the ceiling to get strikeouts like Marquez It's just about the control and command on his, on his on you know just commanding on his pitching right third inning let's go ahead and step up to the plate here Monday through Wednesday hitters here so I'm gonna touch up on some players that needs to be touched up on and can move forward from there, okay? So Thomas Pham hit one for three on Monday, had two runs, two walks, two stolen bases Monday, and he batted second. So one thing I want to start in, in, incorporating is where they're hitting up in the batting lineup. Um, and, and the reason why I say that is because it's, to me it's important. Where you bat is what you're going to produce depending on what type of hitter you are, uh, clearly to say. But he bats, you know, number two in that lineup, uh, with was it, goodness, is it the Rays? The Rays there, and the Rays are okay team. But anyways, batting at certain spots is important. My favorite ranges is typically between two and two and five. Real realistically, if you can bat from one to six, consider that for me uh, as an expert an analyst. As, as far as like when it comes to hitters, uh, bats, I think that's the the positions you want to be in you know, batting from one through six, anything after six, it's a stretch. And I don't, I'll pay it. I will pay attention to hitters after that, but I look for the most value from one to six. And I think that is very important information to know moving forward. And I'll probably mention it in a more episodes. So he batted second, solid spot. And Wednesday, he, man, he had a, he exploded. He smacked two bombs out there. So, Thomas Fan, for those GMs that has him for this week, has been enjoying it. So, another player that I want to touch up on through uh this week is Trey Mancini. Again, I'm recording while games are going on. He was 0 for 4 today for Thursday's game, but I wouldn't panic. Because on Monday, check this out. He was three for three on hits, two runs, two RBIs, smacked a home run, and he got two walks. And if you guys are an old. Uh, on base percentage leagues he that was he did everything for you um he bats he batted third on monday and Trey Mancini, real quick i know there was a listener actually was like hey starks you should mention it you're absolutely A. to that listener you're absolutely right this guy is a legitimate you know player i think he has the potential to be a little bit more of a breakout season than i, I believe he hit 24 home runs this year he has the chance to hit 30 this year if you're getting that production in that lineup, and I know it's not the, the sexiest lineup there, the Orioles, but honestly, this player, I definitely like what he's doing this year. I know it's still the beginning of the season, there's still players you got to preach patience on. He's one of them, but I'm gonna be honest with you. I like the upside in what he's doing, and I believe, obviously, what he's doing right now is not sustainable, because I believe he was ranked um, seventh before this Thursday game happened. But, and it's not, that's not sustainable, but you're going to get a solid hitter out of him if he was somehow available in your league, which I doubt you got to grab him. And the next player here is Jonathan VR. Uh, He had... On Monday, he had he hit two for five, had two runs, four RBIs, and he smacked the bomb on Monday. He batted, uh, you know, first in the lineup. Obviously, as you guys know, he'll give you some cheap pop, which is power, and then batting first, you know, they expect him to to you know run the bags, get you the speed, and get those stolen bases and. He, he was a value for those gems that, you know, uh, I wouldn't say maybe the best value, maybe not the best value, but for those gems that, you know, wanted him, he's looking all right this year and he's going to get you the stolen base department. Uh, I mean, almost, you almost look for him to get between 30 to 40 stolen bases this year. If he can get more, that would be exciting, right? Now, and the next player I want to talk about here is Reese Hoskins, what we like to call him Reese, or Reese Lightning. excuse me, Reese Lightning. Um, smacked two bombs on Monday. He bats fourth. And that, the, man, that heart of the lineup for the Phillies, good good Lord, that is just bananas. It, Reese Hoskins, I had him last year. Um, this guy is, I wish I had more shares of him. He's a good player. Obviously, that power is real. Edwin, chicken wing, and Carcion um, batted fourth on Monday. Smacked two bombs also. And I just wanted to mention that on Edwin and Carcion for those GMs that had him. Now, Aaron Judge. I know there's gems. It's like, ah, oh man, Aaron Judge is not giving me the the smacks, Starks like I was accustomed to smacks, bombs. We like to call it smacks. Just be be patient. The smacks are coming. He's gonna smack you guys up a lot <laughs> at some point this year. He's gonna get on a burner. But he smacked one on Monday and he bats second. And the the Yankees lineup, they consider him basically the man, like the best player of the the lineup, one of them, if not the best. So that's good, especially if you're batting second. Um, you know, they think highly of you. I think. Um, that a lot of baseball analytics will think, but I mean that's two through four. But anyways, it depends on your preference. I, honestly, you I, you already know what the the spots I like in, in the lineup is two through five. But any of those spots is perfectly fine with me. And another player that I wanted to talk about that I can I can say that I could be wrong, um, but it, like I said, it's too early. Is Jose, well, I wouldn't say this year. Actually, no, I'm not wrong because I believe he's going to be a, a small bounce back, you know, uh, period this year is, uh, uh, excuse me, Jose Altuve. I did call that he was going to be on a regression last year, and he, he was. This year, um, I, I actually mentioned he'll be on a small bounce back. Maybe it's more of a, a real big bounce back, and that's why I could be wrong. But anyways, Jose Altuve, he smacked one on Monday. Bat He bats second. That's solid, as you guys know. Tuesday, he smacks another one, um, and then Wednesday, he smacks two, he gets dangerous lumber for so far this week, he is on um, a smacking bomb spree right now, and that was just terrible, but you guys get the idea of it, but anyways, going to the next guys, I want to talk about the young guys real quick, and it's Ronald Acuna and uh, Fernando Tatis Jr., like we're all excited to see the young cats come out here and Ball out, so they both smacked one on Monday. Wanted to mention that Ronald Acuna again, he's still not, he's still struggling for those that paid a premium of a first round draft pick, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's not going to reach that range. Just still give it some time. So, one player I definitely want to touch upon is awesome Meadows. This, this player is he batted first Tuesday and he smacked one and gave you a stolen base for those gems. I'm going to tell you like this. If you're getting bombs, you're getting smacks, and you're getting stolen bases in games, that is by far one of the best premiums you could get in a day. You should almost, I wouldn't even say kick back your feet in a a recliner chair, but you should feel excited and feel good like, yes, I got a smack, and I got a stolen base from this player because that's what the type of hitters you want. You typically want to get the five category killers is what I like to call them, right? Right. So I will jump into the next player in his uh, Jerkson profile. Man, on Tuesday he had five RBIs. He smacked one on Tuesday, and I would say for this he's an okay player. But I would still say you know you know tamer down your expectations a little bit. He batted eighth. Um, that's why I say that. I mean he's not a bad uh, major league player by any by any means. But I don't think he is the greatest. You know. But anyways, he bats eighth in that lineup, hopefully, as time progresses on, if he continues to be hot, move him up in that lineup, you know, to deserve that, all right, so Tuesday, I want to touch up on the Twins, these players just came out of nowhere, and smacked two bombs apiece, and that was Mitch Garver, batting fifth, nice spot, and Jonathan Scope, batting seventh, smacks a two-piece on Tuesday, now, Scope, that that was good to finally get you know put on the board for Smacks. He still has the potential upside to bounce back a little bit, but to you know bat seventh. Hopefully he comes to six at least at some point in time. But seventh is not the worst either. But you know that's just me being nitpicky. Uh, like I said, I just like batters at least the 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 bottom the bottom of the barrel is six. But seventh, yeah, you know. Now a player that you guys are probably excited for that I feel so sad that I have no shares of him whatsoever is peter alonzo pete alonzo my goodness he smacked two bombs on tuesday he bats second again i wish i had shares of him if he's somehow available which this likelihood of him not then he's automatic pickup but it's not likely now chris davis with a k not Chris Davis with the C, that's been what? He was like 0 for 49, 0 for 50 in, in the batting, hit, hitting? Is that real? Someone check that and, and let me know. I think that was real. He was like 0 for 59, on, or excuse me, 0 for 49 plate appearances. That's garbage. That's that's unfortunate. That's Now, that's Chris Davis with a C, not a K. So, let's get back to Chris Davis with a K. He had two smacks on Wednesday and again, recording while games are going on, this man smacked Two bombs again Thursday. This guy's easily a uh, uh, he's going to give you forty plus home runs. He's on that pace already. Obviously, tamer down the expectations on the batting average. He'll be back to two forty seven. I think that's about where he <laughs> typical average is. All right. So moving right along here on the last part of this section for the third in- excuse me third inning is uh, Carlos Correa had a good game. Azuna had a good game. Starlin Marte had a good game. Malik Smith, Terrence Gore, uh, Alberto Mondesi had good games. And Jason Hayward. This guy had a good game. And let me just, I'm going to say this real quick. We, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) What I mean, I don't know about him. I mean, this, okay, I'll say it like this. There's there's some players I always look at in the free agency. This is a good example of like, I don't know. This is more like Lewis's players. I mean, I'm just gonna pick him up because I believe it automatically. I'm gonna be like, I, I don't know, and I might, and, and that could be my mistake if I wait too long. I'm like, I don't know. Obviously, he's probably picked up now. But Jason Hayward, he has been on hot lava burner. Just he just been he's been been fire. And I'm just being honest. There's no beating around the bush. If you want to, you know, take the risk to pick him up, go ahead. I don't. I don't know if it's sustainable, but you got to be careful when you don't react fast and and make moves, because sometimes they it is sustainable the rest of the season. But it it doesn't always happen. But I'll say this again. This is kind of going on a rant here with experts. I know that the saying goes, well, hey. You know, it's just I wouldn't pick him up or, you know, the analytics says this and I'll say this, too. I I, I read the numbers, too, just because, you know, the stats say that the the, um, the ground ball rate, the hitting it, you know, the, the fly ball rate, the contact rate, the barrel rate. All of that is good. But also, also to keep in mind, that doesn't always translate for them to be solid indicators of them being good in fantasy because that could go the complete opposite. Right. And again, that goes to my stance on Judge a few years ago. He was a player that I still believed in that a lot of GMs faded from. And now I look at him, you know, now that doesn't necessarily mean the indicators don't help because they, they are a tool. that definitely helps. But I just wanted to go on a rant to at least, you know, explain it to you. But anyways, Jason Hayward, go ahead and take a flyer if he's available. Why not? And I, I'm sorry, I, I wasn't I didn't have all the waiver wire ads that I would like to because. Um, I just been again. I apologize. I, um, I just man, this has been a lot going on. Uh, anyways, but anyways, 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 right? That that was good content. So I'm recording while games going on. Rosario smacked one against my guys. Oof, that's unfortunate. All right, anyway, so let me just talk about wink, winker a little bit. Uh, if you guys are patient, GMs, I'll say it like this. Jesse Winker is worth an ad for for those players that gave up on him. You know, it's at one point in time you had to think, when's he going to come back to maybe what he was the or not even the ceiling, but the upside that he could have brought. He still can still he could still do that for you. But anyways, I'll just touch up on a couple of players. Right. For the waiver wire ads. And it's probably too late. But actually, it most likely is too late. But. Um, I wanted. I still want to talk about him for these guys for a little, for for a couple of reasons. Well, actually, the main reason is why is you should pick him up. So it's Daniel, and actually, I mentioned him, uh, right after recording the podcast on, uh, this past weekend. I sent a tweet. I was like, "Hey, man, go pick him up." And it it's Daniel Vogelbach. So I hope you guys are a fan of the opera Vogelbach. Yeah, that was terrible. But anyways. He's a player you got to add. He's hitting fifth in that lineup, in the Mariners lineup. Is the Mariners lineup for real? I mean, I'm not going to get excited and say, yeah, but, man, they looking really good right now. But Vogelbach, Vogelbach, however you want to pronounce his name, hooked on phonics, works for me. He's a good player. um, And he looks like Sasquatch out there, but, hey, man, sometimes he reminds me. Does he look like – no, he doesn't look like – he's got that, that – that Panda or the Prince Filter uh, impersonation looking, he don't look nothing like him, but I'm just saying, I guess the body type is what I get excited to see. I'm happy to see that. But, anyways, if he's available in your league, um, obviously the the pickup rate is going tremendously fast. You know, from he was from like a 1% on to 57% on within a matter of a week. This is and this is exactly why I preach you gotta move quicker on certain players. You can't you can't just wait and say, oh, this might be a facade or a fluke. Certain players you just got to just take a risk. And you'd be like, well, Starks, what's an indi- indicator to know? It's just more of a gut feeling. Or sometimes there is indicators to show. You got to look at the prior um, engagements as far as what did what did he do, <clears throat> excuse me, as a prospect before. Look at some of the stats that he used to do. What could he provide prior to? What you know, what what does he provide? You know what I'm saying? You gotta look at stuff like that. Now, one player that I I still kind of question that I don't I just don't know. And I you know, it's not that a grimace. it kind of reminds me of Jason Hayward. I don't know how to take this. It's Mikhail Franco. He's doing good this year. There's no denying that. But again, Philadelphia is a very good offense and you would say, "Well, then maybe I should pick him up." If you if you can afford to, go ahead um I'm not I'm not too excited for him. I mean, I I wanted him to be good years ago. And the reason why I'm not too excited is because he's still batting eighth. And then you'd be like, well, where can he move up in the lineup? I said, to be fair, maybe seventh or sixth. I would be sixth. If he could somehow find a way in sixth, which I get it would be hard in that Philly offense, but I think that's respectable. To get to that level, I'm excited and fine with that, right? And, um... With that being said, let's jump into the last player here that I'm sure is almost just about. I wouldn't say universally owned, but a lot of people picked him up, and it's it's fair to say I can understand. And it's uh, Dansby Swanson, a Brave. Now this is a prospect that was supposed to be good years ago, and uh, am I? I'm not. I'm not going to say this is sustainable, but I would definitely put put a a, a pickup on him if it if and if he's available in any league. He's worth a flyer in all leagues especially him batting six on Tuesday. He used to be batting bottom, I think like at eight at some point at times around that area that I, you know, I was just like, yeah, you know, but some players, this is what you do got to jump on. Whether they're hitting that far down in the lineup, if, if you got to look for the opportunity, could there be a possibility that moves up? Yeah, I, I, I believe he was. I mean, especially a top prospect a couple years ago, still a chance. Now he bats six that's special. I like that. And he could be a good player for you. So anyways, that's that's most of the, the podcast for this evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you may be in the fantasy world. Um, but I want to go into the ninth inning. Well, I guess that was a seventh inning sh- stretch on the waiver wire ads. And the ninth inning, you know, time to close up. You know, this is the umpire call faith of Jesus Christ, you know, moment that I like to invite you guys to my faith or our faith here. Is, you know, I'll say this, like, you know, why is that we give up so fast, you know, because we're we're challenged in life. Right. Where can we source, you know, where meaning where can we basically reach out to to get help at, you know, and if you have a life that, you know, you're picking late daisies every day, man, I'm happy for you. I definitely am, but I I believe everybody has a, at least a challenge in their life and sometimes maybe a difficult time that arises where a family member or a friend passes away or you're financially struggling or you're in a a situation that you it's hard for you to get out. You know, I always, you know, would like to say is just like have you tried Jesus Christ, you know, ever in your life and are you able to really Give him the opportunity to try because I know and this is for even, you know, people that follow Christ or even Christians to say that there's at times where. You know, and I can speak for myself that um, tried on our own because I'm like I said, again, I'm not perfect myself, but tried on our own and then and realize trying on my own doesn't doesn't work. And it's funny because sometimes it's like, well, I'm still trying to do it on my own because I think. That I can do it. But it says in a word to lean not on your own understanding. And at times that is not the best thing to incorporate with myself to lean on my own understanding. Because when you do, sometimes you could be you could fail yourself in life. And that's why you could ask Christ to help you out within making decisions or help you with any struggles that you you need help with. Things don't change overnight. Can they change overnight? Absolutely, it can. But sometimes it's a process. So I just ask, and and one thing about me, real quick, and that's you know that's the faith talk. That kind of ties down to the process. I'm always against the process when it comes to like fantasy. You know, people say, "Oh, trust the process." No, the process. The only process that's real is the process in Christ that you take for me, and that's where I stand with my faith. So, um, I hope you guys have been enjoying our podcast. Sorry, uh Lewis wasn't here to give you the banter uh with me to go back and forth. Uh, but you know, he'll definitely get it in the next episode, I'm sure. Uh I, you know, sometimes his part-timing is is nerve-wracking and he'll he'll take a beating on the next episode. But hopefully you guys enjoy this podcast. If there's anything that you guys like for us to do, i I'll, I'll accept listener questions at all times, and I'll try to incorporate it in the podcast. And also, uh, man, there was something else I had to say. Well. I guess closing out here. You guys can find me on my Twitter handle. Ask me anything um, fantasy wise. Um, Twitter handle is at Starks underscore industry. I'm the guy with the Iron Man avatar that says Captain Coffee because, again, coffee's for closers. <laughs> and actually, I need to have more Segments with closers, gosh, I'm hurting. I'm hurting you guys that has closers. I as you guys see I punt closers, but I gotta do better to give you guys uh, that effort and that information. But anyways, um, you could also find me on Instagram fantasy unicorns underscore starks, and you can find me on Reddit Starks21. And that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Better out. let <laughs>